la timidez. Vence a la vergüenza en Vaughan Town y mejora tu nivel de inglés. Llama ahora al 91-133-5833 o entra en grupovaughan.com. The Salad. Fun, informative, interactive radio. You're listening to the salad. Yes, welcome once again to the salads. So we have some great stuff on the program for you. We have some news bits coming up right now. We have Grammar Point, which will continue working with yet on the program today. And some fantastic phonetics. We have a phonetic sound for you to help you speak like a native. And of course, we have a couple of conundrums. So let's have our first conundrum, shall we? Are you ready? All you have to do is fill in the blank spaces, make a logical conclusion. So, put it blank, the top shelf, to keep it blank, blank, the reach, blank, the kids. Okay. So, put it blank, the top shelf, to keep it blank, blank, reach, blank, the kids. Okay. I think the first time I said the reach, but it's just reach without the in this case. So one more time. Our conundrum is, put it blank, the top shelf. To keep it blank, blank, reach, blank, the kids. Okay, we should reveal the answer at the, en uh, what, the end of the first half hour. But right now it's time for... Salad News Bits.
and welcome to Salad News Bits and News from around the world. Here comes our first headline. U.S. moon mission on course for fiery destruction. That's right, on target or on course, we can say. Okay, so fiery destruction. Something involves fire, it's fiery. Okay, that's right. So the U.S. moon mission on course for fiery destruction. So let's go over live to the U.S. to find out more about this. We have Hal Leonard. Yes, he's live from the U.S. Hal, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, hi, Dave. Yes, so the U.S. company that was hoping to land on the moon will bring its mission home to um, destruction in the coming hours. So, um... Astrobotic, the company involved, says its uh, Peregrine spacecraft will be directed to re-enter the uh, Earth's atmosphere and burn up. Hmm. Okay. So this is, uh, you know, the coming hours. The Peregrine spacecraft will be re-entering the Earth's atmosphere. And as most things do, when they re-enter, or many things do, they burn up on re-entry. Uh, yeah, that's right. So the lander suffered a major propellant leak shortly after launching from Florida on its Vulcan rocket last week. So um, although engineers were able to stabilize the situation... The loss of oxidizer meant a safe touchdown on the lunar surface could never be attempted. So they had problems. Okay, they had a propellant leak. So leak una filtración, a leak un escape, we can say. So obviously, uh, the loss of the oxidizer meant a safe touchdown or a safe landing on the moon could never be attempted. Uh, yes, yeah, so Pittsburgh-based Astrobotic um, has decided to dispose of the craft rather than let it w- uh, wander aimlessly through space, uh, posing a collision hazard. So I think it's good to, to rather than leaving it in space, because it's space debris or space junk, basura spatial, they're bringing it back, and it will burn up on re-entry, so I think it's a good option. Uh, yeah, I agree, Dave. So, um, yeah, I spoke to um, uh, one of my contacts at the company who said um, Astrobotic um, has positioned the Peregrine spacecraft for a safe, controlled re-entry to Earth over a remote area of the South Pacific. The team has been continuously monitoring our re-entry analysis um, with NASA. Um, so my contact said we expect a re-entry, uh, to occur, uh, you know, an, an exact time. And uh, that is, um, uh, that's been, um, uh, programmed and scheduled, uh, the exact time they know that they haven't revealed that information, but uh, Astrobotics goal has been to deliver five NASA instruments to the moon's surface to study the local environment ahead of a return of the astronauts later this decade. So we want astronauts to go back to the moon, don't we? 
I mean, I would like it to, to just something you can see. I mean, many people have never seen it. To see in our lifetime live astronauts going back to the moon. But that will be later this decade. Yes, so had the Peregrine spacecraft uh, been able to land successfully, it would have become the first American mission in half a century to do so and the first private venture to achieve this. Now, only government agencies from the U.S., the Soviet Union, China, and India have managed controlled lunar landings to date. But Astrobotic can console itself with what it did manage to accomplish from a difficult situation. Let me explain, Dave. Engineers were able to diagnose what went wrong with Peregrine, you know, and... Um, you know, they were able to kind of uh, solve the situation and uh, stabilize the situation. So, um, yeah, um, one expert said space exploration is a learning game, especially at this stage. And we shouldn't look at this as a failure. We should look at this as an incredible engineering success. And I'm quoting here. So at one point it was looking like this mission was doomed. But a team of engineers and scientists managed to work together and to problem solve and to restore some capabilities of the spacecraft and ultimately direct it back to Earth, she told me. So I think that's actually pretty impressive. So um, there's a lot we can take away from this, but uh, ultimately space travel is difficult, and we're seeing that here. Obviously, space travel is a big challenge, of course, but things went wrong. But they were able to stabilize the situation and redirect the spaceship or direct it back to Earth. Okay, where it would be burned up on re-entry. So there are many good things, you know, that they worked together were able to solve some problems. Uh, yeah, that's right. So I think you have to focus on the positive here. Now the fault was traced to leaking propellants from a ruptured oxidizer tank that was generating a thrust turning the uh, the aircraft from preventing it from keeping its solar panels constantly pointed at the sun. Uh, vital to maintain a power supply. So, you know, ma maintaining that power supply was the problem. So the astrobotic team worked the thrusters on Peregrine to restore stable pointing. But this, of course, used up uh, more um, of the rapidly depleting oxidizer. So, you know, some there were some uh, positive takeaways. Um, you know, they were able to, you know, identify what the problem was, redirect the spacecraft. Um, so there you have it. So the U.S. mission is on course for fiery destruction, Dave. So, but I think we'll see, you know, man back on the moon, you know, later this decade. So let's look forward to that. Would you like to see, you know, men and women, humans back on the moon, salad listeners? I think I would. You heard it here on Salad News Bits.
Now then, solid listeners, so space travel is a huge challenge, as we already know. But, you know, we'll see humans back on the moon this decade, they're saying. Now then, we have another news item for you. Are you ready? This is concerning the Apple Watch. El reloj de Apple, Apple Watch. So here's our headline. U.S. upholds ban on sale over patent disputes. Okay, does anyone have an Apple Watch? So the U.S. upholds a ban. Here's that word, again, a ban is a, una prohibición, a ban, a prohibition, we can say. So U.S. upholds, upholds ban, maintains their ban on the sale over a patent disputes or, a, you know, controversy over the patent, el patente. So we're going over live to the U.S., to find out more about this. Okay. Who do we have this time? Let me just check. We have Colin Fraser live from the US. Colin, are you there? Um, yes, that's right, Dave. I'm here. So, um, yes, great to travel to the US. I haven't been for a little while. So Apple has once again been banned from selling two smartwatch models in the US. While a legal battle continues over a patent dispute. Mmm. That's right. So, Apple, they're not able to sell two models of their Apple Watch over a patent dispute. So, what do you think about that? So, let me just check something here. Okay. So, we can have a dis- disputa. Yeah, a, a, a controversy, a conflict would be a dispute. So there's a dispute about the patent, patente. Um, yes, that's right, Dave. The tech giant Apple was earlier allowed to sell its Series 9 and Ultra 2 watches while proceedings were ongoing. But um, a U.S. appeals court has since reversed that decision. So imports of watches are also affected. Now, Apple said it will release watches without the disputed blood oxygen feature to keep them on the shelves. So um, while this was ongoing, this situation, Apple were able to sell these watches. That decision has been reversed. They're not able to sell these watches, okay, which has also affected imports. So Apple said it will release watches without the disputed blood oxygen feature. Wow, you can check your blood oxygen levels on your Apple Watch. And this will keep them on the shelves. That's the estanterias on the shelves. Um, yes, um, it's the latest turn in a dispute between the firm and the medical technology company Massimo. Now, Massimo and their spin-off company have accused the iPhone maker of uh, poaching or taking uh, key staff and taking other steps to steal technology it developed to measure oxygen levels in the blood. Mmm. Okay. So this medical technology company, Massimo, said, and they have a spin-off company, and they said that um, Apple were poaching their stuff or stealing their stuff, okay, and taking steps to also steal their technology or robar to steal. Hmm. So it developed technology to measure 
oxygen levels in the blood, which Apple, you know, use on their smartwatch feature. So this is affecting the patent del patente. Yes, that's right. In October, the U.S. International Trade Commission said it agreed that Apple had violated some patent rights and issued an order um, uh, banning certain imports and certain sales. This had uh, been due to go into effect in late December, but was paused while the appeal was underway and ongoing. Now, most versions of Apple's watches, including the Series 9 and Ultra 2, have included the feature since 2020, but the SE model does not. So the affected watches um, cannot be imported as from today. Um, now, Massimo's founder and chief executive said the ruling showed that even the largest and most powerful companies must respect the, inter- the intellectual rights of American inventors and must deal with the consequences when they're caught infringing others' patents. Well, absolutely. So, you know, these laws and patent laws need to apply to everybody. Intellectual property needs to be respected. I mean, this is a fairly hot topic at the moment. So even big companies, of course, they must respect the intellectual property rights and patent laws of others. Absolutely. So Apple said, of course, that it strongly disagreed with the U.S. Trade Commission's view that it had uh, violated some patent rights. And Apple said in, in, in a statement pending the appeal, Apple is taking steps to comply with the ruling while ensuring customers have access to Apple Watch with limited disruption. Um, what else can I tell you, Dave? Ah, yes, so Apple now has the lion's share of the global smartphone market. So the lion's share, so it, it has most or the biggest share, you know, the, a big share of the lion's market. The lion's share is the biggest share. So it has the lion's share of the global smartphone markets. Um, that's right, as it knocked Samsung off the top spot for the first time in 12 years. So Samsung is now is no longer the biggest selling smartphone on the market. It's back again to the Apple iPhone. That's right. Um, It accounted for more than a fifth of phones shipped last year. According to data from the International Data Corporation released uh, this week. Now, that is surprising to me. Um, You know, because, uh, you know, Apple... uh, Well, iPhones, they're expensive. So it surprises surprises me that that they're, you know, they have the the biggest share, you know, of the uh, mobile phone market or smartphone market in the world. Um, yes, that's right. Um, but that's what's happened. Um, so, uh, you know, as you know, smartphone sales have been faltering as many people, you know, um, upgraded uh, in the pandemic, in, in the case of Samsung, for example. And, um, you know, Apple has risen. Um, so Apple sold more than um, 234 million phones last year. So it's the biggest winner there, you know, so you can see that. 
Not only is Apple the only um, the only player in the top three to show positive growth annually, but also bags the number one spot annually for the first time ever. So that's interesting. So all this despite facing increased regulatory challenges and renewed competition for Hawaii and China, Dave. So there you have a couple of things related to Apple. So that's some good news for them that they're now the biggest smartphone manufacturer and top and they have the lion's share of the market. But on the other hand, we can see here now that their Apple Watch, the U.S. upholds the ban on sale over this patent dispute. So let's see where this patent dispute goes from here, Dave. That's right. I don't have an Apple Watch, of course. I don't have an iPhone. I I do have, I mean, I, I have an iMac, which is the desktop computer, which I think is good value for money. Um, but I don't have an iPhone. They're a little bit, they're a bit expensive, I find, you know. So, uh, I have a relatively cheap phone, but it works just fine. So it surprises me people are, you know, all over the world are paying so much money for their smartphone. But obviously, you know, you pay for quality and the quality is there on all Apple products. So let's see what happens with this patent dispute of your oxygen blood level. Wow, that's pretty, a high level watch. High level! So let's see where this patent dispute goes. So, yes, thanks very much, Colin. You heard it here on Salad News Bits. Salad listeners, we hope you enjoyed those technology-related news items, we can say. Okay. And, um, yes, so we still have plenty to come on the program. So let's go back and revisit our conundrum, Salad listeners. You may have just joined us if you didn't quite catch it at the beginning of the program. So our first conundrum of the day was, put it blank, the top shelf, to keep it Blank, blank, reach. Blank, the kids. Okay. So put it blank, the top shelf, to keep it blank, blank, reach. Blank, the kids. So a shelf is a estanteria. A shelf. So the top shelf. That's right. A estanteria de arriba, no, you can say. That's right, the top shelf. So let's have a look. Let's break this down a little bit. Desglosarlo. Break it down. So put it on the top shelf. So something can be on the shelf. Have you seen my glasses? Yeah, they're on the shelf. Están en la estantería. It would be on, encima, on. So on the table, on the shelf. So you would put something on the shelf. So poner algo en la estantería to put on, we would say. So put it on the top shelf. And of course you have the bottom shelf. And the top shelf. Okay, so that's our first part, salad listeners, breaking this down. So put it on the top shelf. So on is our first preposition. How did you get on? Did you get that? People always forget that word shelf. shelf. So let's keep going. So put it on the top shelf. Okay, and the second part. To keep it 
blank blank reach blank the kids. Okay. So what do you think? So reaches alcance. Okay. So put it on the top shelf to keep it out of reach of the kids para mantenerlo fuera del alcance de los niños something like that so to keep something out of reach okay so something is out of reach es fuera del alcance it's out of reach or you can keep something out of reach of the kids of course okay so it makes sense for example they always say if it's medication keep this medication out of reach of children okay So let's go back and have a look at our full conundrum. Now that we've broken it down a little bit. So put it on the top shelf to keep it out of reach of the kids. Okay, fellow listeners. So that could be potentially tricky, I would say this one, but obviously it depends what might be tricky for me, you might think it's easy or difficult depending. Okay? So put it on the top shelf to keep it out of reach of the kids. Now then, salad listeners, we're going to have to go for a short break in a couple of minutes. Well, actually, in a few seconds. But um, yeah, but we'll be back now. Remember, we have another conundrum coming up. We're going to keep, you know, putting your English to the test. You know, keep brain training you in English, of course. We also have Grammar Point. Alan Parsons is going to be here with Grammar Point, where we're going to keep delving or going deeper into the world of yet, looking at different uses of yet. Uh, we also have fantastic phonetics with a fantastic phonetic expression, okay, to help us speak like a native. That's our ultimate goal to get as near native as possible, and phonetics will help you with that. We'll go for a short break. We'll be right back. ¿Quieres aprender inglés a tu propio ritmo y según tu horario? Vaughan tiene la solución perfecta para ti. Con las clases particulares online de Vaughan, disfrutarás de la máxima flexibilidad en tu aprendizaje de inglés. Tú eliges. ¿Prefieres centrarte en la conversación o en la gramática? No hay problema. Con Vaughan puedes seleccionar la modalidad que más te convenga. Y no solo eso, sino que también tienes completa libertad para elegir el día, la hora y la duración de tus clases. Solo tienes 25 minutos? Perfecto. En Vaughan nos adaptamos a ti. No dejes que tu apretada agenda te impida alcanzar tus metas en inglés. Con las clases particulares online de Vaughan, el poder de aprender está en tus manos. Visita grupovaughan.com hoy mismo y descubre cómo nuestras clases particulares pueden transformar tu forma de aprender inglés. Vaughan, flexibilidad y calidad en la enseñanza del inglés a tu medida. Vamos a eliminar en una sola semana años de miedo escénico, años del sentido del ridículo, años de barreras psicológicas. En un lugar donde escuchará y hablará solo en inglés, haciéndole hablar y oír 50.000 frases en inglés con gente de lo más variopinta, gente voluntaria que cruza océanos para obligarle a hablar y a escuchar solo en inglés. Gente que quiere conocer España a través de un grupo como tú, deseosos de mejorar su inglés. Porque una estancia en Vaughan Town equivale a tres meses viviendo y trabajando en cualquier ciudad de la geografía anglosajona. El mayor ambiente lingüístico jamás creado, con la mayor variedad de acentos nativos nunca antes reunidos. 
Baugan Town, el pueblo anglo de Baugan. Baugan Town, rechace imitaciones. Infórmate en el 911335833. Do you know about Vaughn Groups? Well, I'm gonna tell you all about them. They are group English classes that you can do via video conference or in person. And the good news is you can start whenever you want. And you can keep the same timetable, teacher, and classmates throughout the whole course. And the best part? There's no strings attached. Sin compromiso. And if you act now, you can get a 5% discount for paying up front. And if you stick with the course for six months, you'll get a 50% discount in June. Wow, what a deal! As if you needed more reasons to learn English with Vaughn. Check out our Vaughn groups. Have fun and make friends as you learn English. Sign up now while there are still spots available. Call us, 911-385831. Or you can go to our website, groupofon.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media and find out if Vaughn groups are for you. How do you say enamorarse in English? Fall in love. To fall in love. With Vaughn, you will fall in love with the teacher and with the English language. Progressing, advancing, improving will be like cutting butter. Why? Because you are in love and you have faith in yourself. And as you know, faith moves mountains. We're back again with the salad. Welcome back. Let's have, as promised, our second conundrum of the day. Are you ready? So, turn the lights blank. Blank save money. Blank the electricity bill. Okay? So, turn the lights blank. Blank save money. Blank the electricity bill. It makes sense. Now, if you just make a logical conclusion... Filling in the blank spaces, there are three different prepositions to fill in. So, turn the lights blank. Blank, save money, blank, the electricity bill. Okay, salad listeners, we should reveal the answer at the end of the program. Stay tuned for that. But right now, it's time for this. Grammar points. <laughs>
And yes, welcome to Grammar Points, the part of the program where we uh, get serious and go deep into the world of English grammar. Okay, so we've been working with yet. Okay, and we've seen over the last you know, few days, this week, we've seen that we can use yet for questions and negatives. That's the classic use. Okay. So Alan later on is going to give us some other uses for yet, which are also interesting. But this is the classic use, okay, questions and negatives. And very often with the um, present perfect. So negatives, for example, okay, um, they, or oh, we haven't heard the latest gossip yet. Todavía no hemos oído los últimos rumores. We haven't heard the latest gossip yet. So it's a negative with the present perfect, okay? I haven't fed the cats yet. Todavía no he dado de comer a los gatos. Okay, so negative. And we also saw we can use yet in questions. So we saw, have you spoken to the manager yet? Has hablado con el gerente? Oh, ya has hablado con el gerente. Have you spoken to the manager yet? Or we saw, have you done your tax return yet? So if you were listening the other day, you remember this one. Okay. Ya has hecho tu declaración de la renta. Okay, have you done your tax return yet, salad listeners? Okay, so questions and negatives. So today, just to, to nail this down, rematarlo, clavarlo, we're just going to keep working with yet. We have some as a, as a question. Okay, so, you know, have you eaten yet? Have you seen that new film yet? Have you done your homework yet? Just to make sure we have everything under control. Okay. So this is kind of part two of yet as a question. Okay. This is Grammar Points. Now then. So let's keep working with uh, yet in the question form with the present perfect. Okay. All you have to do is translate this into perfect English to make sure we have this under control. It's got the classic use of yet. Okay. So this is interactive part of the program. Interact with us here. Over to you, Alan. Let's have our first example, please. Right. Um, Elia decidido a donde ir. El ya decidido a donde ir. So we're always going to put yet at the end. Okay. So we're going to say. Ha decidido el donde ir ya? Something like that we would say in English. Okay, so, has he decided where to go yet? I would say has he. Has he decided where to go yet? Has he decided where to go yet? Or has he, more of a Z if you're like, has he? Has he decided where to go yet? With yet at the end. So question with present perfect and yet at the end. Okay, next example please. Ella ya ha decidido qué pedir. Okay. So has she? Has she decided what to order yet? Order. Order! Order! That's right. Has she decided what to order yet? Mm, so pedir, you order in a restaurant. Okay, excellent. Let's have our third example, please. Él ya ha decidido cuándo irse. Mm. Okay, what do you think? 
So again, has it will be has he? So has he decided when to leave yet? Has he decided when to leave yet? That's right. Okay. So the present perfect and questions with yet, yet at the end. Let's keep going. This is grammar points. Now then, salad listeners, we have two examples left. Keep interacting with us here. Give us the, the perfect translations for these two with yet. Okay. So, again, has he would be has he? Has he decided who to invite yet? So invite yet, invite yet. Has he decided who to invite Jets? Excellent. Okay. So it's T plus Yet is Jets. T plus U is Chew. Can't Chew. Didn't Chew. So has he decided who to invite Jets? Let's have the last one, salad listeners. Are you ready? Translate this into perfect English using Yet to go out on a high note. Salia por la porta grande. Let's go. Ella ya se lo ha contado la noticia. Uh, just let me see if I've read that right. Ella ya se le ha contado la noticia. Ah, okay. So, ella ya se le ha contado la noticia. What do you think, salad listeners? So in this case, is has has she becomes has she has she. So. Has she told him the news yet? And again, told him becomes told him. So has she told him the news yet? You could say, has she told him about the news yet? If you like, you can have an about in there. Has she told him the news yet? Good. So we've been looking at the classic use of yet this week. Okay. In questions and negatives. Uh, with the present perfect. So let's just review what we've seen today. So we, today we've seen these questions. Has he decided where to go yet? Has she decided what to order yet? Has he decided when to leave yet? Has she decided who to invite yet? And finally, has she told him the news yet? So what else do you have for us, Alan? Um, yes, right, Dave. So I would like to look at um, kind of other uses, uh, maybe with similar meanings, but slightly less commonly used. So we've looked at the classic stuff. So I'm going to give you some more um, high-level uses, let's just say, for yet, and some alternative uses for yet, which are pretty cool, I think. But I will have to leave that till next week now. So I'll see you then. Absolutely. So we'll look at those probably next week. So we've looked at classic uses for yet and we'll get some alternative and pretty cool uses for yet. Okay. Probably next week. Okay. Salad listeners. This has been Grammar Points. Fanatics!
Now then, salad listeners. So, one thing we like to do on the program is give you a little help with phonetics, because phonetics make all the difference. Okay, it's something we work on a lot. Okay, this will make you sound much more native. Phonetics will give you more fluency, better accents, and of course, more understanding. So the more you speak like this, the more you understand as well, salad listeners. Okay? So what's our phonetic sound today? Well, our phonetic sound is tenny, like ten tenny. Tenny. What is that, tenny? Okay. So it's like tennis, but without the S, tenny. Okay, you're thinking, what? What is he talking about? Yeah, thinking, what the hell is he talking about? Or I can say more politely, what in the world is he talking about? Well, specifically we're looking at isn't, isn't any, okay, no I, or aren't any in singular and plural, okay? So, for example, just to give a bit of a heads up, I want to make sure I don't give away any answers here. I can say, there isn't any milk in the fridge. It would become, isn't any. There isn't any milk in the fridge. Can you hear tenny? There isn't any milk in the fridge. Okay. Or there aren't any patients. At the end of this, patients in the waiting room. There aren't any patients in the waiting room. So there isn't any milk in the fridge. There aren't any patients in the waiting room. So tenny, there isn't any. There aren't any. This is Fantastic Phonetics. <laughs> Now then, salad listeners, so, okay, there aren't any, there isn't any, singular and plural. It's like saying there are no, or there isn't, you know, there are no patients in the waiting room, because there aren't any patients in the waiting room. There is no milk in the fridge, there isn't any milk in the fridge, okay? So it's very common to use any in questions and negatives, okay? So let's have a look. All you have to do is translate these expressions into perfect English using aren't any and isn't any. Okay? So let's go. Let's have our first example, please. Are you ready? All you have to do is translate this, interact with us here. So no quedan pefes en el estanque. What do you think? El estanque, the pond, I would say. A pond... So, there aren't any fish left in the pond. So, that's right, to be left, no quedan. There aren't any fish left in the pond. I would say that fish left. There aren't any fish left in the pond. So, in two parts. It's possible linking all the words together. We could say in one, which is more difficult. There aren't any fish left in the pond. Left in the pond. Okay. There aren't any fish left in the pond. But I recommend breaking it down into two parts. So there aren't any fish left in the pond. Now remember, for these phonetic sounds and phonetic sentences, we don't have to speak quickly to do it. We can speak nice and slowly and fluently and still make the contractions. For example, there aren't any fish left in the pond. Nice and slow, and it still sounds very native. Okay? 
Let's have another one, salad listeners. I know you want another one, don't you? Yes, we do! I knew it! Here we go! No queda azúcar en la despensa. Mmm. What you think? No queda. So. There isn't any sugar left in la despensa. I would say in the cupboard, in el armario, the cupboard. Okay, the kitchen cupboard. So a closet or a wardrobe is more for clothes in different places. Okay, I would say, and a cupboard is more for the kitchen. So there isn't any sugar left in the cupboard. So cup, board, literally, we say cupboard. Cupboard. So there isn't any sugar left in the cupboards. Okay, so there aren't any There isn't any. Using left to be left. Okay, good. So let's keep going. You ready for the third one here? Translate this into perfect English using good phonetics and using tenny. No hay buenos trabajos en este momento. Okay. So, there aren't any good jobs at the moment. Okay. There aren't any good jobs at the moment. Now, a high-level version would be, there aren't any good jobs going at the moment. No hay nada. There's nothing going. No va nada. No va. <laughs> okay, so, you could say that would sound more high-level. High-level! So, there aren't any good jobs going at the moment. But if you just wanted to say there aren't any good jobs at the moment, that would be fine, okay? Let's keep going. Let's have our next one. No hay posibilidad de terminarlo para entonces. Now, you could use possibility, or you could use chance, yes. So there isn't any chance of finishing it by then. So you could say there isn't any possibility of finishing it by then. But chance sounds better. Kind of sounds more high level, more native. So there isn't any chance of finishing it by then. So we're looking at there isn't any. There aren't any right here on Fantastic Phonetics. Now then... So that was part one. Are you ready for part two or a salto uno? We can have a salto dos. Round one and round two. Let's go for round two where there is or there aren't any. So here we go. No hay solteras simpáticas de mi edad. Okay. Well, let's have a look. There aren't any nice single women of my age. Or there aren't any nice single men of my age. Okay. So, there aren't any. Next. No había gangas. Mm. No había gangas. Okay, how can we say gangas? Bargains, literally bargains. Or we say bargains. Also, to bargain could be like to negotiate. Or to haggle, como regatear, to bargain. You have to bargain the price. So, bargains, gangas. So, no había gangas. Ah, we're going into the past here now. Okay. So there weren't any bargains. We saw there aren't any, there isn't any. There wasn't any, there weren't any if it's in the past. 
Okay, it's plural, so there weren't any bargains. Bargains! There weren't any bargains. Bargains! Kind of sounds German, doesn't it? Bargains. There weren't any bargains. Good. We have two left here, salad listeners. Are you ready for the penultimate one? Keep interacting with us here to practice your English. Specifically to practice your phonetics to speak like a native. Okay? So here we go. No había nada para hacer. Oh, no había nada que hacer, I guess you could say. Okay. So there wasn't anything. Ah, oh, anything. Ah, there wasn't anything to do. Ah, yes. Anything we're using here. Ah. Es trampa. It's a bit of a trick. So anything. There wasn't anything. Again with Denny. Okay. So there wasn't anything to do. There wasn't anything to do. And the last one, salad listeners, are you ready? Okay. Translates into perfect English to help you speak like a native. No había gente en la fiesta. Okay. There weren't any people at the party. En la fiesta. So remember if it's an event, it's always at. At is a general point of reference. So at the office, at home. Okay. At the party, at work. So there weren't any people at the party. Okay, fantastic phonetics. Now then, salad listeners. Okay, so we've translated these into perfect English. Practicing Denny. There isn't any. There aren't any. There wasn't any. Okay, there weren't any. Or even anything. There wasn't anything I could do, you could say. So, the second part... Is just to practice the phonetics with me. All you have to do is to repeat after me. That's all you have to do, salad listeners. Are you ready to repeat after me? Let's go. Let's nail this. Vamos a clavarlo. Rematarlo. To nail it. Here we go. Repeat after me. There aren't any fish left in the pond. Ah, I like it. There aren't any fish left in the pond. You can hear the, in, the intonation. Intonation is key, as I always say. Next, repeat after me. There isn't any sugar left in the cupboards. One more time, say it for me, cupboards. That's right, one more time. Repeat the whole sentence. There isn't any sugar left in the cupboards. Oh, pretty good. Not bad. When I say not bad, that means quite good. Now then... Uh, I was going to say translate it, just repeat it. That's all you have to do. We're making it easy for you. Repeat this. There aren't any good jobs going at the moment. Okay, good. That's right. Next, repeat. There isn't any chance of finishing it by then. One more time. There isn't any chance of finishing it by then. Okay, very good, salad listeners. I like it. Okay, this is the final straight. La recta final. Let's go. Repeat after me. There aren't any nice single women of my age. Not bad. Repeat after me. There aren't any nice single men of my age. Okay. So you can have like soltera, soltera, single men, single women. Next, repeat after me. There weren't any bargains. 
One more time, repeat. First of all, bargains. Bargains. Good. There weren't any bargains. Okay, very good. There are two left. This is the penultimate one. There wasn't anything to do. Not too bad, repeat after me. There wasn't anything to do. One more time. Repeat this one. There wasn't anything to do. Okay, good. And finally, you're ready. Repeat this in perfect English to go out on a high note. There weren't any people at the party. Oh, pretty good. One more time, just to make sure. There weren't any people at the party. Okay, very good, salad listeners. So there isn't any, there aren't any, there wasn't any, there weren't any. There isn't anything I can do, so Danny. That's right, very good. This has been Fantastic Phonetics. Salad listeners, are you ready? Let's go back and revisit our conundrum just to finish off. So, our conundrum was turn the lights blank, blank save money, blank the electricity bill. Hmm. La factura de la luz, the electricity bill, we would say. So, one more time, turn the lights blank, blank save money, blank. The electricity bill. Okay. So, what do you think, salad listeners? Turn the lights off. Because you can turn on and turn off. Encender, apagar. Obviously, to make a logical conclusion, we need off here. So, turn the lights off to save money. Para ahorrar dinero, to save money. Some propósitos, so it's with two in this case. So, turn the lights off. To save money, blank the electricity bill. What do you think? To save money on the electricity bill. So you can spend money on, gastar dinero in. I spent a lot of money on clothes last month. Okay. He spends a lot of money on music. But you can also save money on something. Okay. So, the full conundrum, turn the lights off to save money on... The electricity bill. That's what I do. I'm always turning lights off everywhere. Turn the lights off to save money on the electricity bill. That's our second conundrum of the day. We're going to have to leave it there. We're out of time. Stay tuned. Kyle Miller is coming up. En un pispas. En un pispas right now. So stay tuned for that. And, of course, we'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place, on The Salad. 
la verdad que ha sido una experiencia increíble, sobre todo, bueno, eh, las personas de ceremonias, tanto Carmen como Carlota, el feedback que hemos tenido con ellas, eh, luego el buen ambiente que hemos tenido con todos los grupos, tanto las personas anglosajonas como los eh, compañeros españoles, y luego eh, la inmersión y la intensidad que hemos tenido ha sido siempre de una manera constructiva. He venido sola sin mi compañero, lo que a priori me daba un poquillo de angustia, porque claro, viene sola, eres un poquillo tímida, qué sé yo, pero después tú llegas aquí y la verdad que aquí toda la gente como que intenta todo el mundo de ayudarte, todo el mundo es muy amable. Además descubres eso, que hay valores como internacionales, la solidaridad, el ayudarse el uno al otro. No sé, la verdad que está siendo interesante y luego creo eso, que hemos mejorado un montón, por lo menos en mi caso, a la hora de escuchar, más que en hablar, 